Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight. Just want to thank you uh, for tuning in. If you need to call in tonight, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. Also, you can check out the website at www.prayerinternational.org. We've got uh, the chat room open. got a few people in and a couple listening by phone tonight. And we just want to go to, to the Father in prayer and just thank him for his many blessings. So, Father, we just give you all the praise and the glory and honor, Lord. Father, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for your salvation. Father, we thank you for the relationship, Lord, that we can come to you boldly before the throne of grace. Father, we thank you that we can enter in by the blood, Lord, and we can have access into your holy of holies, into your presence. Father, we thank you, Lord, that tonight in your presence there's fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore, Lord. Take us into the secret place, Father. Take us into the holy of holies, Father, take us into the deep things of God, Lord, and we thank you, Father, that we have access as children of the Most High God. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are taking the broken pieces of our lives and that you're making them whole. Father, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, Lord, in our weakness, you bring strength and you make us strong, Lord God. And, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise, Father. We just give you glory and honor, Lord. We worship you, Father. We're glad, Lord, that we can come to the house of God, Lord. We can come into the fellowship of the believers, Father, the unity of the saints, Lord. You said if we come together, Lord, if two or more are gathered, you're in our midst. And we thank you that your Holy Spirit is here tonight, Father. Lord, we just declare we will love you, Father, with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, Lord. Help us to worship you only, Father, to serve you only, Lord. Father, teach us the fear of the Lord. Teach us to glorify your name, Father, for you alone are holy. Father, as Psalm 103 tells us, bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, Lord. We declare we bless your holy name tonight with everything that's within us, from our heart, from our soul, with our bodies, with everything we have, Lord. We give ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, Father. We declare it's your reasonable service. Father, you're not asking anything unreasonable of us. You said if we presented our bodies, if we presented our minds, if we presented our spirits to you, that they'd be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you are speaking over your people tonight, Father. Good things, Lord, that tonight you're calling us to taste and to see that the Lord is good. And we thank you, Father that everything that has breath will praise the Lord, as Psalm 150, verse 6 says, Lord, we thank you, Father, that we can praise you for your mighty acts. We can praise you according to your excellent greatness, Lord, and I just give you praise, Lord God. Father, we lift up our hands in holiness to your name, Lord, we bless you. Father, whether we dance before you, whether we lay prostrate on the ground before you, whether we kneel before you or sit patiently at your feet, Father God, however you posture us, Father, it is unto you, Lord, that we give you our praise, and we give you our worship. We give you all the honor and all the glory, Father, and we thank you, Lord God. Today we acknowledge you, and I declare your name over the people today, Father, that you, Lord God, are Jehovah Rophe, the healer. You are the Lord who heals, and that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And right now, Father, I declare your healing over every person that's sick in their body, over every person that's suffering with fatigue or weakness, every person that's struggling with torment in their mind, every person that's struggling, Father God, with infirmities. Lord, we declare you heal all our iniquities, all our diseases. You you heal them, Father. You deliver us from them all, Father God. And we give you praise, Lord. And we give you honor, Father. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing tonight, Father. We ask, Lord God, your Holy Spirit to come tonight. Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to come tonight, Lord God. And just be with us. Be with us. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, today we declare by the stripes of Jesus, by the wounds of Jesus, we're healed. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you healed all sickness and infirmity, Lord. Right now we declare the joy of the Lord would be the strength of your people and that that joyful heart will do good like a medicine. Father, in Matthew, you, you said we have all power to heal the sick, to heal all kinds of diseases, to heal all kinds of sickness. Father, you said when we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Even when we speak the word and pray the prayer of faith, Lord, you said you would save the sick and raise them up. So tonight, by faith, we just anoint your people with oil, Father, the oil of your spirit, the oil of your presence. Touch your people. Touch your people tonight, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Uh, Praise God. Look, we're going to go into a quick song, and uh, then we'll be back. We're going to get into some talk about prayer tonight. And, of course, we're going to pray and just see what the Lord has for us. So just get your seatbelts on and sit tight. We're going to go into this time of worship and praise. I hear the voice. It's the voice of the one I love. He's calling my name. I hear you calling me, Jesus. I hear the voice. Voice of the one I love, he's calling my name. Can you hear him calling you? He's saying, Come up higher, hear the angels singing. Come up higher, my beloved. Come up higher. This world behind, you'll find it to be beautiful.
Give the Lord praise tonight. Praise God, we're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, we've got some friends in the chat room. It uh, looks like from Kansas, uh, as well as our brother Paul up there with uh, Papa Moses and family, just kind of hanging out, uh, waiting on the tarmac, ready to get ready for takeoff. So anyways... Uh, they will probably be joining us. I know we've got uh, our friends Marvin and Deborah called in on the line, and they're listening. We just send blessings out to them tonight. We, we love Marvin and Deborah, our friends in Garland, Texas, and uh, just speaking the blessings of the Lord over them. And uh, also got a few other friends. Uh, we brother Roger and a few other people are listening in too. It looks like we've got quite a few that are called in tonight. So pretty exciting. Um, you know, chat room is filled up. If you can get into the Prayer International uh, chat room, you know, of course, you go to the Blog Talk Radio 
dot com slash prayer international it'll pull you up or you can go to our website at www.prayerinternational.org and of course if you need to call in 619-638-8458 feel free to go to the phone and do that you can listen in or we'll some point kind of check on different people when we've got music up and see if we can pull them into the show and of course if you know me and you've got my number and you want to come into the show live you can always text message me and that way I can see what's going on if you need to come in live that way I'll I'll pull you in so or get in the chat room and let me know what's going on so praise God let's go before the Lord I just really just feel a stirring tonight just to lift up the Lord's name in prayer You know, we were talking about the names of God. You know, Jesus said, when you come to God, you say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that word hallowed means to set apart, to make holy, to consecrate, to lift up above every other name. You know, there's many different definitions in the Hebrew language for the word hallow. But the main point is set it apart, set it higher. And every other name. See, the Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, and every tongue confess the glory of God the Father. It's Jesus. It's his name. That's why the disciples could go forth and speak his name and cast out devils and speak his name, and people would get healed. He said, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. But that still is to say that there's power. In the name of Jesus. See, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, with God all things are possible. And nothing is too hard for the Lord, says Jeremiah. Philippians tells us we can do all things through Christ. Why? Because he strengthens us. And even in our weakness, he's made strong. See, we need to thank God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, thanks be to God. Well, what are we thanking him for? He always gives us the victory. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, my Lord. Whatever version you're reading tonight, whether it's the NIV or the King James or the Amplified, the bottom line is it's in the name of Jesus that you're going to get victory. It's in the name of Jesus that you're going to receive strength. It's in the name of Jesus that you're going to receive salvation and not by any other name. He said he was the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. There's one way. There's one God. There's one way in. He's the door. You can't be a thief and crawl in through a window. You've got to come in through the door. And Jesus is the door. His blood is speaking today, and not only for your salvation, but also for your deliverance, for your healing. If you're tormented in your mind, he says, I've not given you a spirit of fear. You don't have to be intimidated. You don't have to be confused. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to be plagued in your soul. Why? Because you can bless the Lord, O oh, your soul. And all that is within you, bless his holy name. Why? He'll restore your soul. He'll restore your soul. Psalm 23 says he will restore your soul. He'll lead you beside the still waters. He'll speak peace over you. And when things are stirring in your mind and when you're anxious, he can speak peace. He can say, be still. Then you can know that he is God. He gives a peace that passes all understanding. It's not like the world gives it.
So tonight, that same peace, that same healing, that same deliverance is available to you by faith. See, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But see, your faith works the same way. Confession is made. Confession is made. With the heart, men believes unto righteousness, but then confession is made unto salvation. We'll see the same is for, for being filled with the Spirit. The same applies to being healed. The same applies to getting financially delivered. You have to believe in your heart. Meditate on the word of the Lord. What does it mean to believe? It means to trust in God, to rely on God, to put confidence in God and in his word that he is who he says he is. Hebrews tells us he that believes in God, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you diligently seeking him? The question is, are you diligently seeking him? He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Are you putting them first? Is he the first fruit of your life? Are you putting his opinions first before your own? Are you putting his desires first before your own? Are you putting his assignment and his plan for your life before your own? I said last week, and I, I use this in a devotional as well, sometimes we have a Mises mentality instead of a Jesus mentality, and everything's about us, what, what we want, what we get out of it. What can God do for us? How can God answer our prayer? What's God going to do for me? And God is saying, what are you going to do for me? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Who's going to take up their cross and deny themselves and follow me, Jesus said. He said, unless the kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. It cannot come forth and produce a harvest. And listen, unless you're ready to sow your life into the soil of the kingdom of God, sow your life into the soil of the ground of God's kingdom, God's soil, you're willing to die to your own plans and to your own flesh and to your own desires, then he says, if you die, you shall live. If you deny your flesh, then you can have the spiritual life. He says, those that are led by the Spirit, those are sons of God, daughters of God, led by the Spirit. He says, there's no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus if you're led by the Spirit and not after the flesh. See, we always want to stop and say there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But no, there's no condemnation if you're living in the Spirit. Because if you're living in the Spirit, then you're following the Lord. And if you're following the Lord, you're not going to sin against Him and your brothers and sisters. And you don't have to feel condemned because you're walking upright. Does that mean we never miss it or blow it or mess it up? Of course we do. And that's why he says if we sin... We can confess our faults, and he's faithful and just to forgive us. We can go to our brothers and sisters, the, the, the true brothers and sisters. The Bible says, you who are spiritual, Galatians 6.33, should restore, I think I said it wrong, but you should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Might be Galatians 6.3. I'm just kind of going off tonight. 
So forgive me if I miss it a time or two. But if you're spiritual, you're going to restore people when they're fallen. And if you're truly spiritual, they can confess their faults one to another, and you can pray for them and they'll be healed. That's what Christianity is. God's in the restoring business. God's in the restoration business. You see, he came to restore what was lost in the garden. What was lost in the Garden of Eden was restored in the Garden of Gethsemane. You see, there was a choice made by Adam and Eve. They denied and disobeyed the word of the Lord. They listened to the word of the enemy. They listened to their own words. They were filled with their own devices. And therefore, all privileges were lost in the garden. All blessings were lost. In the garden, relationship was cut off in the garden. The supernatural experience and encounters all of a sudden came to a halt and things were changed. Why? Because they did not hearken to the voice of the Lord. They did not heed. They did not obey the voice of the Lord. They listened to another voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. That's how you know the difference between a sheep and a goat, because a sheep, God's sheep, if he's your shepherd, he's the one that's leading you, and you're following his voice. But there's another group that he calls goats. They don't follow the shepherd's voice. They don't know how to be led like sheep. They're always buckets. You ever see goats always bucking each other, always knocking heads? Have you ever seen the Dodge Ram commercial, those rams, those goats, always coming at each other, fighting and wrestling, being ornery? See, sheep are led. Is that to say you're not to be a leader in the body of Christ? Yes. But see, you, you lead. Jesus said those that are last will be first. And there's a certain way. See, you can only lead if you're being led by the leader, by the good shepherd. He'll lead you in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And see, there's paths that God's carved out for us, paths that God has planned for us. The Bible says in Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. See, man has his own path figured out. But God, way beforehand, before the foundations of the earth, is really the one that has already figured out your path. And he says, look, if you're led, if you follow me, take up your cross and follow me. Follow me and I'll lead you beside the still waters. I'll restore your soul. I'll lead you beside the green pastures where there's abundance and refreshing and restoration and peace. I'll make your crooked paths straight, says the Lord. I'll lead you down righteous paths, paths of righteousness for my name's sake, says the Lord. It's for God's glory. It's for his glory. It's not even for your own glory, but it's under the glory of God. So we're talking about Jesus tonight, as every night. And I wanted to get into prayer 
and talk about prayer a little bit since this is an international prayer radio station and everything we do is about praying for the nations. I want to talk about prayer, you know, and then I want to pray. So we can talk about it all day long, but if we're not doing it, well, be it unto us. And I don't want to talk about prayer as a chore, but prayer as a lifestyle, a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of prayer. Look, Matthew twenty six forty one. Jesus said, watch and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. Are you watching? Are you praying? Are you looking out for the schemes of the enemy? Are you keeping your eyes turned towards heaven? Are you fixing your gaze, G-A-Z-E, fixing your gaze on Jesus? Are you putting your attention on him? Are you giving him your heart? Are you giving him your focus? See, when we begin to worship God, when we begin to look at God, when we begin to hallow his name and lift him up, it corrects our focus. It pulls everything into focus. And if your vision is skewed, if your vision is off a little bit, if you don't see things clearly, then it's time you get realigned and readjusted. See, God wants to bring a, a Holy Ghost shift, a heavenly, a kingly, whatever you want to call it, a kingdom shift into your life. And that takes place just like when you go to the chiropractor and he begins to make adjustments and realign things. He begins to press on certain things. He begins to adjust certain things, and he uses a a measuring rod, so to speak. He understands how things need to be. The chiropractor and the doctor understands where things are in their proper place. And so when that chiropractor begins to adjust and move the, the bones and stretch this and stretch that and push this into its place, he's putting things in their proper place. But with that, sometimes it's a painful process. With that, sometimes it takes working out. It takes the, the massaging of the muscles. It takes the placement of the the joints and the, the bones. It takes some stretching. It takes some therapy. Sometimes they even administer medicine. And the whole process is to get things back in their proper place, readjust things so they function properly. And see, in the kingdom, a lot of times we get misaligned because we have not allowed the Lord to come in and to make adjustments. So, I, uh, I'm going to shift gears here for a minute. Um, I really feel a flow tonight, but uh, Brother Paul just let me know that they're they're dialed in, kind of waiting. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to shift gears for a minute, and uh, we're going to see what's up. So hang on just a second. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. And I'm going to pick up my word here in just a minute. Uh, what I believe the Lord wanted me to share, but I, I'm going to just uh, kind of go with the flow tonight, too. Just give me just a second. All right, brother. Here we are. Hey, right, what's, going what's going on? Good evening. Hello, sir. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, the Lord is on the throne. 
We just came back from a prayer meeting. Uh, I will Amen. I will be I will be in Dallas tomorrow Friday. Amen. My Amen. phone is bad, so uh, I'll give you a number to call to see if I have arrived. Okay. He leaves tomorrow night okay, at yes. six p.m. He, he arrives Friday morning at seven a.m. Okay. Well, uh, right. let's do this. Let's let's get into that when we uh, get into the screening room. And if everybody's praying for Papa, he's going to be traveling uh, from Kansas to Dallas. And so we just believe the angels of God are going to carry him while he's in flight. They order his steps everywhere that he walks. Divine appointments everywhere this man of God goes. And so everybody be praying for Papa Moses as he transitions from Kansas into Dallas for the weekend. And uh, praise God. Well, Papa, you got a word for the Lord for us tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we want to break out that word tonight, Papa. We want to just stay in the flow of the Holy Ghost tonight, so let it loose. I'm just going to turn things over to you tonight for a little bit, and uh, we yes. just want to hear what uh, the Lord's saying. So, about about five minutes or ten minutes. Are you you take your time. Five, ten, fifteen, whatever you got. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the Bible declares categorically, so when two or three gather in his name, he promises to be there. But we are more than three, and because of science, a lot of people are hearing us far and wide. And I'm talking from Kensington in Kansas, the U.S. Uh, the word of encouragement I have for you this day is that there is nothing that the Lord cannot do. But the reason why most of our prayers are not answered is because we have but in our lives. And but simply means because we have not examined our lives in the light of the world. You see, the word of God declares it that nothing is impossible with God, but we are still seeing a lot of impossibilities. And the impossibilities are not the fault of God, they are our fault. Why? Because God has every ability to meet us if we take his word, which he has given to us, which is a lamp unto us, and we apply it judiciously, whatever we ask him, he will do. I want to give you this testimony before, we, before I pray for day that are on the line. I came, to, I came here, and Paul made it possible that I could talk to some uh, Pharisees. You see, he said, if you are ashamed of me in the presence of people, I will be ashamed of you in the presence of my father and the angels. You see, when you have been called and you are born again, you don't need to be a pastor in order to win souls. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to do the will of God. You see, when the Bible declares it that thy kingdom come, the kingdom come to the earth is just the presence of the Lord in your life. It is not that heaven has brought down the, the mountains, the, the throne, everything. No, it is the anointing of God that has come unto his people that have confessed the Lordship of Jesus. You see, the anointing is that which expresses thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come is that the presence of God is now with you and me. 
And if the presence of God is now with you and me, thy kingdom has come upon that one. Hallelujah. Now, when the kingdom is with you, you will be what we call a warrior. You will be an enemy to Satan. Because the kingdom of God in you is the kingdom of light. Because if the light, you are always a carrier of the light. The, dark, the powers of darkness or the life of darkness will not comprehend you any longer. You see, I have this revelation that they that are carriers of the ark, they that are anointed, I call them the ark, the carriers of the ark of God. Because why? The presence of God that hitherto now was living in the temple. It is no longer living in the temple for when Jesus declared the victory on the cross. The Bible says in Luke, it says the, the temple altar cloth was torn from up to down. And the Spirit of God that hitherto now dwells there, that the, the, the bishops, is it bishops, the priests, used to go there once a year to atone for the people. That atonement, physical atonement was destroyed, and the spiritual atonement was now made available to you and me. The Spirit of God started dwelling in you. We are no longer now manifesting the physical temple of, of the sanctuary. We are now the carriers of the temple of the Most High God. So I put it in this way. I said, they that are anointed are the ark. They are now the push-push. When I say push-push, I mean when you go to Walmart or Walgreens, that basket you take to carry the, your goods, that is what was called the ark. The ark is the container, that container that carried the ark. It carried the two tablets that were put inside. Now you are the one now who is, who is, the, who is that basket or that cart that carries the two tablets. The two tablets simply expresses the, the, the presence of the Lord. So whoever is born again, Holy Spirit filled, baptized by the Holy Ghost, is a carrier of the, of the ark of God. Now if you are a carrier of the ark of God, there are 12 P's that you are expected to be experiencing. There are 12 P's, letter P. The letter P's will manifest to you in 12, in 12 uh, 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 dimensions. You will manifest, the first P is that you will be now the carrier of the, of, of the presence of God. Because when the ark was in the wilderness, the, cap, the ark was taken ahead and they were following. You now carry the ark of God. You are carrying the presence of God. So wherever you are, my brothers and sisters, as a born-again child of God, Holy Spirit filled, washed by the blood, and living a life of righteousness, death into the works of the flesh, and now alive unto, 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 unto the works of the Spirit, which is the fruit of the Spirit. You now are a carrier of the presence of God. The first P is that the presence of God will be with you. And if the presence of God is with you, the power of God will be with you. And if the power of God is with you, you become a prophet of the Lord. And you become a priest of the Lord. And if you become a priest of the Lord, you will now be a preacher. And as a preacher, <laughs> prosperity will be your portion. And as prosperity is your portion, you will have no reason to fear the enemy. Why? Because you are having the presence of God with you. As I'm talking with you, I go to where the Christians are meeting, are holding their meetings. I will talk to them boldly. Yesterday or Friday, my son brought me to this 
Pharisees. I told them the message of salvation. Because the Bible declares it, it said, if you are ashamed of me in the presence of man, it said, I will be ashamed of you in the presence of my father and the angels. So I woke up and I told them what salvation message is all about. So you and me, we are carrying the ark. That's why signs are one that follow you. It said, declare anything by the reason of the fact that you are a carrier of the ark of God. Whatever you declare here on earth, the kingdom of God will honor it. Hallelujah. Say amen. Amen. Chris, are you there? Amen. Amen. Are you there? Uh, just yeah. now, we got Papa Chris. He's in front of the computer, so I couldn't type. Let me uh, okay. let, let him kind of read it. Okay. Um, just bear with us one second. And uh, praise God. So we've got Papa Moses to share in his heart tonight. Does that, my my brother, that we should regard ourselves? as the cat in Walmart carrying our goods inside. So right now we are just vision. Vision as a cat. If you see in First Samuel 6, the Bible declares it. They say, listen, Paul said, I will not go to carry the ark with an old cat. The Bible says, Paul, sorry, David made a new cat to go and carry the ark of God. It's the same thing with you and me. Anybody who is carrying the ark of God, which is the anointing of God, the presence of God, is a new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen. So if you are not a new creature, you cannot carry the presence of God. You cannot carry the ark of God. Because the ark of God is light. The ark of God is the presence of God. I am therefore <clears throat> declaring here by 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 reason of revelation that as far as you know beyond all reasonable doubt, that you know and you know that you want to carry the ark of God. You want to be a believer. Make sure that you are a new cat. Make sure that you are a new creature. A new creature simply means one who has repented and denounced the works of Satan. Even denounce your family lineage. Denounce every connection you have had. And come unto the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. I am for you. Take me, break me, remove me, and use me. That is when you see the presence of God, the anointing of God will start manifesting in you. You see, signs and wonders will not follow they that are still walking in the flesh. Because the presence of God or the ark of God is the spirit of God. The two tablets that carry the Ten Commandments, that was what was in that card. But it's not the Ten Commandments that mattered. It is the spirit behind the Ten Commandments, which was the spirit of God. It went in front of them. Remember that before they crossed the Jordan, the Bible says that when they brought the ark, the ark as the prophets touched their legs inside the Jordan, the Jordan got split. Why? Because the ark was present. It's the same thing with you now. You can get to your own river Jordan and you declare, Oh, you Jordan, oh, you blockage, oh, you mountain. I say to you, mountain, in the name of Jesus, I command you, mountain, because I'm a carrier of the ark. Get out of my way. Be moved to yonder. Be moved yonder. Be moved yonder. And the mountain has every reason to obey. Why? Because the kingdom of God is dwelling in you. The presence of God 
is dwelling in you. The Spirit of God, the authority of God, you are a direct ambassador of the Most High God. You, when you declare a thing here, he will answer. I want you to note this categorically, that when we have any problem, we must look to make sure that our garments are very, very clean and white, so that when we declare a thing, the enemy should not, I repeat, should not have any gainsaying against us. Gainsaying against us simply means accusing us in the presence of the Lord. But peradventure, because you are still in human flesh and you sin in one way or the other, run quickly and go and take bleach. And then clean your garment. What is the bleach here? The bleach here is the blood of Jesus. Run quickly to your room. Now go down on your knees and say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I saw my garment. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. And the ministering angels will take the bleach of the Holy Spirit and come and clean your garment. And the bleach is the blood because I call it the bleach of the Holy Spirit. Wherever the blood touches, it will cleanse. That is what I want to share with you this day, that every believer is a carrier of the ark. And if you carry the ark, you have 12 pieces that will be manifesting in you. The 12 pieces, you will make sure that you manifest them. That's why when we declare the word of God, the Lord answers. Why? Because he knows that we carry his presence. I want to pray for whoever is on the line. I don't know who needs a special prayer, but I can see Minister uh, Crock. I can see Linontin, Little Wanton, I can see Guest 7418, and Weed Country is here with me. So I don't know, I don't like, Chris, I don't like praying general prayers. The reason why my prayers have a different pattern is because Jesus asked, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And then Jesus, as the father of the son, how long has this disease been with your son? Jesus mm. yeah. you will not tell me that Jesus did not know. Jesus knew even when and how long the epilepsy had been with that boy. But he was asking mm. the father so that the father can confirm or tell him what he wants. So I don't pray generally, but there are some prayers that people think that they are secret, and we don't pray them over the network. But anyone who needs that secret prayer that it might be prayer of repentance or prayer that has something to do with secrecy, because we have what we call righteous secret, righteous secret, which means when you hear what the man confesses, don't take it to outside. It will remain between you and the person, and you pray it out. That's why you see people fear even to confess their sins. Because the fear that pastors will carry it and broadcast it to the second and the third person. But as a Pentecostal pastor, you are expected to be like a doctor. <clears throat> a doctor, when you come and tell him that I have gonorrhea, I have HIV, he will not write the way that people will read. He will write the writing that only the nurses can read the writing. The reason is for secrecy. So I want to pray this day and say, Lord... Whatever be the problem of Mr. A, Mr. B, I can see a minister on the, on the line. And I want to let you know, all you minister on the line, broke, minister broke, I want to give you this, this homework. 
if you are a minister, and first of all, you have to uh, determine, not determine, you have to distinguish in which area God has called you. Very important. You have to determine in which area God has called you. And then two, you have to make sure that you have a testimony of call. The very first thing is that you have to make sure that you have a testimony of call. What do I mean by a testimony of call? When Andrew met, met Jesus, they went and they called Peter. They went and they called John. When they saw Matthew, he told Matthew, follow me. And when they saw this boy, behind, I mean, under the, the, the fig tree, Nathaniel, he said, Nathaniel, you were jobless. You were seated under the, the fig tree. And Nathaniel said, where do you know me? Now, let me tell you, for you to be a preacher of the gospel, you must first of all make sure that you have a definite revelation that God has called you. And then when God has called you, he will give you a testimony of call. And it is that testimony of call that you ask him, in which area, in which fivefold ministry do you want me to serve? Then you will see that he will start giving you the fivefold ministry that he wants you to serve. You will see you will be walking towards that, that direction. Now let me give you how you can quickly determine in which area God has called you, in which fivefold ministry God has called you. You see, there are a lot of young men now in the ministry, they don't even know in which area, in which fivefold ministry the Lord has called them. So they are just doing anything that they are doing. Some are pastors, some are evangelists, some are, some are calling themselves apostles, and so on and so forth. But let me give you this simple uh, revelation, my, my, past, my brother pastor there, Minister Grok. Make sure you have a testimony. Let no man tell you that God has called you. A prophet can tell you that, yes, I see the calling of God upon your life. But you yourself go back to your room in your closet and say, Lord, that prophecy that a man of God gave, is it true that you've called me? Reveal to me. And he will give you a revelation which you will have it in your hand as your testimony of call. So that when tomorrow things are hard, you will refer to him. He said, Lord, did you not call me on so-and-so day? Did you not tell me that you called me to do this? That is the first thing. You must have a testimony of call so that you know definitely beyond all reasonable doubt that he has called you. And then you'll be walking towards the call. Along the line, he will now start giving you the light onto which of the fivefold ministry you will sit on. You will sit on which chair. There are fivefold ministries. You have the prophet, sorry, you have the apostle, you have the prophet, you have the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. But some will start first just as ordinary uh, 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 members of the church, from there to usher, from usher to some will go to leader, some might not even go to leader. If the call is burning in your life, you will move from there, and the pastor you, whom you are working with in the church, he might see the call. You will go to Bible school teacher or to Sunday school teacher, and then you see the growing, 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 and after that you find yourself either in a Bible school for training or not. And so that is the advice I have to give my brother. Go back to your room. Make sure that you, you know that the Lord has called you. And then secondly, ask him in which area or in which fivefold ministry he wants you to perform. And for you to know your calling, this is what you do simply. That which you do, you can write it down, that which you do, that brings you 
joy. That which you do in the body of Christ, that which you do, that brings you joy and blesses somebody and gives glory to God, that is your calling. I repeat, that which you do in the body of Christ, which brings you joy, which you are joyful to be doing it, that which you do, that brings you joy and blesses somebody and God is glorified, that is your calling. I give you an example. Whenever, when, when I gave my life, at any time I went out to minister to group of people or to single people, and they accept the Lord, they accept the sinner's prayer, and they are blessed, heaven is glorified. That was my evangelistic call. It started from there. And when I go out, I pray for people, sicknesses that others are prayed and nothing happens. I will come and pray, and the people will be healed. That is my call into the healing ministry. So that which you do, and I am very joyful. John says, John Gospel says, he said, pray unto me, I will answer you, that your joy may be full, and the Father is honored. The Father is glorified. So when I pray for the sick, the sick are healed. I am joyful. Aha, the person is blessed, and heaven is rejoicing. That is my call as an evangelist. So I want to let you know, my brothers and sisters, that this calling of God, people have bastardized it and it becomes powerless. Why? Because people are not sitting in the right positions of their calling. People are some have abandoned their, their calling either as a teacher or as a pastor, and they are now jumping into apostles. Some are jumping into fourth prophets. Some are jumping, jumping into evangelists and so on and so forth. Get the direct calling. That is where the Lord will use you. Okay. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to let you go All into right. some music. Please. Huh? We're going to let Chris go into some worship. Please, you want to play worship? Please. It's not there. Okay, oh. go ahead. Um, Chris said he wanted to do some worship, so go ahead. Keep, keep on going. Hallelujah. Are you preparing some worship, Chris? Uh, yes, actually, uh, I was. I'm not trying to get my mute back now. Um, we're going to go ahead and break just a minute. We've got a couple other people on the line, too, so I'm going to sort of stick with them. But we're going to go into a small worship break, and then um, okay. we're going to probably pray for some people and just see where we go from there. So, um, but yeah, we're going to uh, break for just a minute. So this is Prayer International. And uh, we've got Papa Moses from Cameroon uh, on the phone tonight. He's just uh, preaching the Word of God. We're going to take a small uh, worship break, and then uh, we'll be right back. Okay, when you're right back, we'll pray for this that needs prayer, okay? Believe that there's nothing 
Another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time to worship the Lord there, just crying out to Jesus. You know, that's what we're talking about tonight. Crying out to the Lord in prayer. Taking time to seek the face of God. You know, we're uh, thankful to have Papa Moses on with us tonight. He was sharing the word of the Lord concerning, uh, you know, just talking about being the carriers of the ark, carrying the anointing. Carrying that presence of God, and, and he gave us some pointers on that, and, you know, praise God for that. You know, we, the reason we, why we focus on worship so much on this show, the Bible says that God is looking for worshipers. He's seeking such to worship him, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And, you know, that's what we aim to do. That's what we're trying to accomplish here is worshiping in spirit and in truth. You know... Um, as you'll know, from time to time, we'll have different people come on the platform. Uh, we've had the privilege of having our brother Paul on with us for the last couple months, on and off. Uh, for the last month or so, we've had Papa Moses make some guest appearances, and we're so thankful for that, especially this last week. He's had a lot of time with us, which we're loving it. You know, sometimes it's good, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you know, some people, you know, they like to order what they know. They like to stick with what they know and order the same thing. But, you know, when I go, I kind of like the buffet kind of situation where you can just go get a little of this and a little of that. You know, and, and the Bible says that God's going to set before us a, a table, a banqueting table, a buffet table in the presence of our enemy. You know, we need to realize that there's diversity in the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, that there's different body parts. There may be a head, there may be a foot, there may be an arm, a leg, an eye, a mouth, an ear. But every part functions properly. We all need each other to work together to accomplish the goal of the Lord, the, the plan of God. And so, you know, it's one thing we aim to do. Anytime the Lord is moving or there's opportunity, 
you know, I, I do not hesitate sometimes to just step off from where I'm at. This is what I believe. I believe the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Uh, he can speak when he wants to and how he wants to through whoever he wants to. And, you know, if he's speaking, somebody's got a message, somebody's got a word burning in their hearts, you know, there's times when I just feel the Lord saying, you know, just, just take it easy and go with the flow. And so I don't get so caught up in what I'm preaching or so caught up in what Sean's preaching. He doesn't get that way or, or what somebody is teaching or sharing that we can't uh, shift gears sometimes and, and bring in people for prayer or we can't bring in people, you know, to share their hearts or whatever's going on. So I just want that to be said. You know, I have the privilege. I spent a good portion of my time in the screening room uh, while uh, Papa Moses was praying. So we had some callers call in. I had to take some of the calls in the screening room. Um, you know, I answered to a few people. I didn't get any response back, so I assumed everybody was listening uh, that was in there. Um, I did have a privilege of talking to one of my brothers uh, named Roger, who I actually met in Garland. Um, he's going to be back with us in about 10 minutes, and I'm going to actually open up the platform for him to share a little bit. This brother is a spirit-filled believer, loves the Lord. Uh, we had the privilege of meeting, uh, and I think he wants to probably tell that story maybe, so I'll just let it go like it is. But uh, anyways, you know, when when uh, before we brought Papa on, I was just sharing a word concerning the word of the Lord, concerning prayer and the importance of prayer. And, you know, Papa Moses was talking about carrying the ark tonight, carrying the presence of God. And we need to realize if we're going to be carriers of the presence of God, it's only going to happen if we're filled with the presence of God. Now, listen, the Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 3, it says, Come before his presence with singing. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and enter his courts with praise. Just come before his presence with singing. How do we get into his presence? Worship, praise, thanksgiving, having an attitude of gratitude, a heart that is thankful and worshipful unto him. That's what he's looking for. The Father seeks us to worship him, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit. That means heart to heart, genuine, true reality worship. And they must also worship him in truth, which means completely transparent, but yet have a basis for truth, which is the word of God, which is God's word is truth. And we need to be centered, centrally focused and fixed in the word of God. Now the Bible says, even Jesus himself told the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because you think in them they have life. But the scriptures are pointing to me. It's, it's me that they're referring to. So they're saying, look, you can have all the Bible study you want. You can read the Bible. You can go to Sunday school. You can go to church. You can have all the, the systematic Bible studies you want. But if they're not leading you into an encounter with God, it's nothing more than a religious act. So we're told to pray. I was talking about how Jesus said, watch and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. That's what he said in Matthew twenty six forty one. You know, Romans four twenty and twenty one says this I'm fully persuaded, I'm fully convinced that he's able to perform everything that he has promised. He Romans four twenty and four twenty one says that Abraham he staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't waver. He didn't he wasn't up and down about it, but he was rich in faith because he was fully persuaded. 
that God was able to perform everything that he promised. And I'm just quoting or paraphrasing, rather. But I believe that's Romans 4.20 and 4.21. He staggered not at the promise of God, but was rich in faith, being fully persuaded that God was able to perform all that he had promised. And if I missed a word or two, forgive me. Sometimes I study the word in about 20 different versions. I said 20 different versions. And sometimes they get a little mixed up. So forgive me if I, uh, you know, have partial NIV and some King James and some Amplified thrown in there all at the same time. Just work with it. You know, it's the spirit that gives life. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. We need to get the spirit of God, the heart of God, the principles of God embedded into our soul. Even the disciples in Luke 11 one said, Lord, teach us to pray. They realized the importance of it. They were watching Christ get up in the morning and go to bed at night. And the first and the last thing he did was pray. What he did all throughout the day, he'd find a quiet place to go depart and pray. Why? He was getting the Father's instructions. He was listening to the Father. Watching, not only looking, seeing what the Father was wanting him to do, but he was listening. So he was looking and listening. And we need to be people that are looking, watching, and waiting for God. And then we need to be listening and ready to hear, ready to listen to his every word. The Bible says man does not live by bread alone. We don't live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I know earlier I was talking about Psalm 100, verse 3, not Psalm 103. Um, I was talking about God and how we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, enter his courts with praise. We come before his presence with singing. That is Psalm chapter 100. Verses 1, 2, and 3, if you want to look that up for later, it's a great way to meditate and get your heart corrected, get your heart fixed on worship. But we're talking about prayer. Prayer and worship are simultaneous. They're uh, coincidental. One, you, you do one with the other. If you're a worshiper, you need to be a prayer warrior. If you're a prayer warrior, you need to be a worshiper. If you're going to have fellowship with God and with his Holy Spirit, you also need to understand how to praise and thank and worship God. Because that's part of it. Because that leads us into gratitude. And like I've said many times, you know, when you do something for somebody and they exhibit some thankfulness, they exhibit some gratitude, they actually show you uh, how much it means to them. You know, it makes you want to keep doing things for them. It makes you want to bless them. But you know, when you do things for people and they show no uh, gratitude, they show no thankfulness, they don't show any signs of, you know, appreciation for what you've done. You know, you may next time want to put that blessing somewhere else or spend your energy somewhere else blessing somebody else and not focusing on that person that had the wrong attitude. And I think God, you know, gratitude in the kingdom of God, appreciation in the kingdom of God goes a long way. You know, when we begin to worship the Lord, when we begin to hear the Lord, when we begin to see God moving on our behalf, and when then we begin to thank Him. And 
And then we begin to thank him. He takes notice of it. He takes notice of it. You know, I know earlier, uh, I think Paul put in First Thessalonians. And it actually reminded me of something in First Thessalonians, which is one of my life verses, one of the key scriptures. You'll hear me preach this if you listen to me and get around me. You'll hear this scripture come out of my mouth more than most. Actually, I think we're going to go, let's go second. Oh, where do we want to go? Yeah. So if you're just tuning in with this, let me just uh, let you know. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'm your host tonight. We've had Papa Moses on with us from Cameroon. Had a few others call in. Uh, we've got quite a few listening in and some in the chat room. So we're just, you know, we got a pretty, not a full, full house, but, you know, people are in the house, so we're thankful. The first Thessalonians 5. And, by the way, if you want to check out the website, we're www.prayerinternational.org, or you can check out uh, the email if you want to reach us that way, prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, first Thessalonians, we'll just start with 15. 5, 15, it says, See that none of you render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. So do what is good for yourself and for others. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Concerning you, quench not the spirit, despise not prophecy. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. And abstain from all appearance of evil. Uh, let me go back over that because I just want you to get this. Listen, this is this is commanded of the Lord. People want to know what's God's will for my life. What does God want me to do? This is God's will. I need I need to go to screen. Uh, what's God's will? And this is God's will. It says, "See that none of you render evil." Evil for evil. See that none of you render evil for evil. Rejoice evermore. That means rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. So don't stop praying. Pray continually. In everything give thanks. That means be thankful in all things. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophecy, and prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, and abstain from all appearance of evil. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, and this is what will happen. Listen, verse 23, and the very God of peace will sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And praise God. So, you know, I just wanted to share that scripture. And uh, while we're at it, we're going to go ahead and pray for Jerusalem, for Israel. And then I've got Brother Roger. He's about to call back in, and we're going to bring him on for a little bit. And then uh, we might check back to see what's going on up in the Kansas area. 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you thanks and praise, Lord. We just give you praise for your goodness. We give you praise for your glory, Father. We thank you for Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask right now, Father, that your blessings would cover Israel. You said in Psalm 122 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, you told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, you told us, Lord God, to pray for their prosperity, to pray for their protection. You said that you would bless those that bless Israel, and you would curse those that curse Israel. So right now we speak a blessing over Israel, a blessing over your people, a blessing over the Jewish people, Lord, there in their homeland as well as here in America and around the globe. Father, we pray, Father God, that you would cover your people with your angels, with your Holy Spirit, and bring them to the knowledge of Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We just bless Israel tonight. Just thank Israel tonight. Praise God. Well, listen, we've got uh, our brother uh, calling back in tonight. It looks like he's back here. So I'm going to uh, roll it over to him here. Let me get, uh, get him in there. Uh, hey, Roger, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Hey, brother. Um, welcome to Prayer International. I just want to uh, actually... Uh, I'm going to just say a brief introduction about you here. This is my brother, Roger. Uh, he's a born-again believer. Uh, we met quite a few months ago. I want to say probably at least six, what, about six months ago, something like that. And uh, locally here, he's actually in, in my hometown, which is Garland, Texas. And uh, so I just told him, you know, we'd love for him to have him on the show sometime, and he ended up here tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and roll it over to you, brother, and, you know, just feel free to take some liberty. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Um, can you got? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we can hear you clear, perfectly clear. Okay, great. I was just trying to, um, you know, put this on so that way um, you guys can hear me. I guess I'm gonna. I was trying to put on the Bluetooth. I guess I'll just go ahead and you know get rid of that. I was just calling in. Um, Basically, just to give you, you know, I guess a little bit about me, um, you know, since I was 18 years old, uh, first and foremost, my name is Roger LaSalle. Um, since I was 18 years old, it was first told to me that, you know, God had a calling on my life. He called me, you know, when I was 18, I was not really sure, you know, at that time what he had actually called me. Um but as time passed by, I started seeing, you know, his calling unfold, you know, in my life. And um, basically, it was just confirmed to me again that he had a calling in my life when I was 24 and 26 and five times last year. And, you know, one of the times that I would just want to, you know, just say thank you, Chris, also for telling me what you told me. God used Chris in a in a very powerful way to just kind of keep me on track. Uh, in regards to my calling, he came up to me at Taco Bueno. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I can hear you great. I'm sure everybody okay, has great. come to you, so. Okay, great, great. Yeah, basically, you know, and Chris, you know, came up to me and told me, you know, I just never met him. He just walked up to me and told me that God had a calling on my life and did not get discouraged about, um, you know, my calling. I guess basically what I was, you know, wanting to talk about, I was, you know, just kind of trying to pray and see what it was that, you know, God would have me, you know, to speak about. And I guess, you know, the only thing that, you know, he put in my heart is to, you know, just preach about, you know, enduring, you know, endurance. And uh, we're living right now, you know, as everybody probably knows, in a day and age that, you know, things are getting worse and worse. I mean, we're seeing prophecies being fulfilled. 
we're seeing a lot of things happening right now. I think right now is the time for us, you know, as believers, to continue uh, holding on to the faith, to continue enduring. The Bible says if we endure with him, we shall also reign with him. If we are faithless, he is faithful, he cannot deny himself. And it's really about enduring and fight, fighting the good fight of faith. Apostle Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. You know, and we're living in a day and age and a time right now where technology is moving so fast. We've got so many things we're being bombarded with, and we really just need to hold on, you know, to our faith. So before, you know, I actually um, begin to speak, I would actually like uh, for everybody that's actually listening, I would like to pray, to be honest, before I start anything, I actually would like to pray and make sure that God, you know, is in the midst of it. So if you, you know, whoever's listening, I guess would just take a moment just to pray, you know, with me. Lord Jesus, I just pray and ask you, Lord Jesus, that everything, Lord, that I'm about to say, Lord, I ask that it be of you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you said it is not I but the Father that doeth the works through me. I ask that you just use me, that you just anoint my heart and my mind. Lord, your word is already anointed, and I ask that you just grab my tongue, that you let nothing come out of my mouth that is not of your will and purpose. I ask that you just use me, that you just just continue to speak through me, Lord, that that everything that is spoken through me be of your will and your purpose. Your word says my sheep know my voice, and they will by no means follow the voice of a stranger. Lord, I ask that you just that, that you just grab my tongue. You you said in the book of Jeremiah, my son, open your mouth, for I will put my words into your mouth. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you're going to continue to do in our life. I thank you for everybody that is on this line right now. I ask that you just bless them, Lord Jesus. I speak your blessings upon their life right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. In Jesus' great name, I pray. Amen. Um, basically, um, just, you know, recently, you know, I've been going through, you know, certain things, certain battles and trials, and, um, you know, what I want us, you know, all to understand as believers is that, you know, trials, tribulations, uh, is something that we're all going to go through. I know a lot of people, you know, wonder, you know, why they're, I know there's a lot of people out there and probably people on the line that might be going through certain things or just waiting for confirmation or waiting for, you know, God to speak in certain, you know, aspects of their life. But the thing about trials and tribulations, it's something that, you know, happens, you know, to everybody. We all go through trials and tribulations. The Bible says, rejoice in this, that we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. We're going to Acts 14.22. We're all going to go through things. If it was just one person, if it was just you, that, that everything was going bad for and everybody else was blessed and it was just you, then you could cry out to God and say, God, why me? But God is not a respecter of persons. We all go through things, and it's about, you know, enduring uh, until the end. Jesus said, he who endures until the end shall be saved. So right now we're in a time where we as believers have to hold on to that faith. Jesus said, therefore, he who hears these sayings in mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. He said, the rains descended and the floods came and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. We have to, in this hour, be building our house on the foundation that is made with stone. That's why the scripture says, if any of you build it, it says, there is no other, no other foundation can anyone lay except that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, its work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. You see, the thing is, our faith is always going to be tested by fire. We have to make sure, put it like this, 
when the big bad wolf comes to blow on your house, you better make sure that your house is built out of bricks and not out of sticks. We have to, in this hour, have such a strong foundation in his word. There is coming a time where the Bible says that, that unless those days were shortened, no elect, no, nobody, no flesh shall be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So I know that everybody probably on this line is, you know, is believing with me in this, that we are living in a bad time. Um, you know, we're seeing wars, we're seeing every prophecy being fulfilled, we're seeing a lot of things happening right now. And basically, I just wanted to speak a little bit, you know, on endurance. If you look at any type of situation, like let's take Olympics, for example. If you were to take one of those gymnasts that, you know, is walking on one of those, you know, narrow, you know, I don't know if you've seen those gymnasts that they walk on those narrow, uh, uh, the, it's like a, it's, it's almost like walking on like a thin rope, you know what I mean? And they do the gymnastics on there and everything. Now, if that person were just to walk on, you know, walk on it and grab it and hug on it, you know, and then just jump off and just, you know, lift his hands. I mean, how would a judge score that? You see what I'm saying? Knowing that they didn't go through anything. It's the fact that, you know, we go through things, that's why we're able to have victory. You see, we can say God is good all day long. You know, we do have the victory in Jesus, but we can't really – I know a lot of people want victory. If I ask every, anybody on this line right now, you know, do you, you know, do you want the victory of Jesus in your life? Do you want his victory in your life? You're going to raise your hand. You're going to say yes. But if you ask somebody, do you want, do you want the battle? <laughs> Most people will say, no, I don't want the battle. The point is we can't have a victory without a battle. How can you have victory without battle? The more you go through, the more that you have to endure through, the greater the victory. The, the, the greater the battle, the greater the victory. You see, the reason that we can carry our cross is because Jesus carried his cross. The reason that we can go through the battles is because he came out victorious. The reason that we can endure is because he overcame. You see, it's, you can't take somebody somewhere that you haven't been. If Jesus Christ would have went to the cross and would have failed at the cross and not, and not made it, we would have no hope. I mean, me, I could be talking to Chris and say, Chris, I don't know what to do. I mean, Jesus didn't make it. What do we do? What hope do we have? You know, the, the reason that we have hope is because he did it first. You see, the reason that we can die, get buried, we can resurrect is because he already did it. That's why it says death. Where is your sting? He took the sting out of death. You see what I'm saying? He took he took uh, he, he he took the power out of the grave. The grave no longer has dominion over us. We're able to resurrect because he resurrected. He was the Bible says Christ the first fruit, and those who are alive and remain at his coming. So the point is this: you can't take somebody somewhere you haven't been. It's like if I were to tell somebody, hey, I want to, you know, take you, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take you to the Appalachian Mountains or whatever place, but we're going to go through five days of desert first. You know, do, will you follow me? And if you would ask me, you know, have I been there? And I tell you, no, I haven't been there. You probably wouldn't trust me to take you on that trip because I haven't been. You know, you can't take somebody somewhere that you yourself have not been. That's why we go through certain things because when we go through them, we're able to lead people out of that situation. The Bible says the blind cannot be the blind, or else the two will fall into a ditch. It's like having one of those seeing eye dogs. If I were to have a seeing eye dog, you know, and my dog goes blind, what hope do I? I might as well just kick the dog to the curb because the dog's not doing any good. You see what I'm saying? I mean, we we cannot lead somebody through something that we haven't been through. You just like, for example, if you have a pastor, if you go to church, or if you have a spiritual leader, you're not going to make it any farther than that person spiritually because you can't 
take somebody somewhere that you yourself have not been. If you do grow past that person in your spiritual walk, it's because God is so faithful and God took you past that person. We have to go through certain things to be able to have a testimony. Your testimony comes from your experience. Without an experience, there's no testimony. It's like going through nothing. It's like imagine imagine me saying I'm going to walk you know, from this city to that city. And I were to tell you, well, you know, I walked from this city to that city, and as I walked to that city, people threw, threw rose petals at my feet. I never had to go through anything. Everything was easy. You know, people showered me with gifts, and it was an easy trip. I never got tired, never got exhausted. I never wanted to, to give up. I mean, it, it was royal carpet treatment the whole way. What kind of testimony would I have in that? You see what I'm saying? It's not about how you get there. You see, we're all going to get there. We're all going to make it. It's what did you have to go through to get there. That's what it all boils down to. What did you have to go through? It's not about how you got there. It's what did you have to go through? What did you have to endure? What, what came your way? Everybody has some form of testimony in some way, shape, or form. Some people have more battles that they go through. Some people have less. If you've been called of God, you will probably notice in your life that there are things that you go through that people, have, people around you have not went through. It's a grooming process. It's a process that he takes us through to be able to fulfill. See, we have to, to fulfill that calling. We have to, especially when you're called of God, you have to go through certain things. Moses, before he could lead the children of Israel, he said, go tell them that I am sent you. Before he actually went, before Moses actually led the children of Israel, Egypt, he said, tell them I am sent you. He said, wait, hold up, hold on. First, he had to go through the desert for 40 years. He had to be in the wilderness. He had to go through the desert for 40 years. Before he could be used of God, he had to go through the desert for 40 years. Before Jesus could could even pick out his disciples. He had to go to he had to to go into the wilderness for forty days, tempted by the devil, led by the spirit. See, we have to go through there, there's there's a there's a trial time that we go through because once we go through certain things then we could come through pure as gold. You see, your 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 latter years are always supposed to be better than your former years. The things ahead of you are always going to be better than the things that were behind you. There's things that we will go through. That's why it says that your faith being much more precious than gold, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom have not seen you love, and though you do not see him, yet believing, rejoice with the joy inexpressible and full of glory, says receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Anything worth any value in life. Anything that's worth worth any value whatsoever is always worth going through things for. Anything that has any value is worth going through things for. It's like if you were to start your own business. There's going to be storms. There's going to be things. There's going to be opposition. But when G, when 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 Jesus told Peter to come to him on the water, he said he said if that is you, tell me to come. Bid me to come. He said come. He told Peter to come. And and as he told Peter to come, it says that he was walking. Towards Jesus on the water, it says a wind, a tempest rose against him, and it says that you know he sank. You see, that wind symbolizes a wind of opposition. There's always going to be a wind of opposition that will come against us, but we have to, as believers, you see, He will never put you in a situation and not give you the ability to get out of it. God will never give you, uh, tell you to do something for Him and not give you the resources to be able to fulfill what it is that He has told you to do. He, the Bible says. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. 
but with the temptation will make way of escape that you may be able to bear it. This is talking about temptation, but it, it, it doesn't it doesn't truly 100% relate to the scripture relate to what I'm about to say, but in the same sense it has significance. You see, he's not going to put us through certain temptations and not make a way out, just like he's not going to put us in a battle and not make a way for us to 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 endure through that battle. So all I'm saying is this: these these are hard times. We are facing some very very hard times ahead of us. So the only thing that I really felt to say is to be encouraged and to continue, you know, to endure and to push forward towards the mark. We are living in a bad time. We are living in, I believe we're living in in, in the end of days. I truly believe that. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff happening, you know, but I think the point is really this, is if I can portray any message to anybody that's listening right now, it's this. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it seems, no matter what the, the, the situation seems like, no matter what it looks like, do not ever, ever give up. Don't throw in the towel because anything that's worth anything is worth fighting for. I'm telling you this now that never give up. I don't care what the situation seems like. It might look one way. It might seem one way. The Bible says that, that we, we are walking by faith, not by sight. You see, God already prepared the victory. He already has your ending declared from the beginning. That's why it says, according to which he had chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. It says that he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. You were already chosen before he laid the foundations, before Genesis 1-1 that said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It says that he chose you before he laid down the foundations of the earth. You are already chosen in him. It says, according to which he had chosen us in him. Before he said, let there be light, he said, let there be you. Let there be Chris. Let there be whoever else is on this line right now. He had already, cre- he already had you in mind before he figured out where the sun was going to hang, before he figured out where the stars were going to go, before he figured out how the earth was going to spin. He had already had you in mind. And then it continues to say, having predestined us, according to uh, his purpose, it says, having predestinated us. Predestined, see, the word predestined, pre means before. Destined means ended. He has before ended. He has completed your ending from the beginning. He's alpha, your omega. He has already declared the ending from the beginning. The end result is already there. As long as we're obedient to his will and purpose, he will fulfill what he has already started according to Philippians 1.6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it into the day of Christ Jesus. He has already declared our ending from the beginning. We just have to continue in his will and purpose. Here's the thing. We have to understand that our ending, the same thing with the devil. It said the devil's ending was declared from the beginning. It says, for you have said your heart, I will send my throne to the heavens. And it goes on, it says, but you shall be brought down to shore to the lower parts of the earth. The devil's ending was already declared from the beginning. You see, he already, I'll put it to you like this. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. See, we know, we know what, how good our walk is in retrospect from the past events of things that we went through. But I'll put it to you like this. Uh, oftentimes in movies, as a director, what you do is they in movies what they do, and I figured this out through being you know growing up in Los Angeles, they will they will film the ending scene first, and then they will put all the other scenes in order because they're trying to work on a budget. And what they do is they they film the ending scene first, and then they put the other scenes in order to get the desired results. 
I don't know if you get, if you understood exactly what I'm trying to say. God has already declared your ending from the beginning. He had already chosen you in Him before the foundation of the world. Before He said, "Let there be light." See, it, it it only took every star in this sky was created with four words: "Let there be light." And there was light. Every star in the sky was created with four words. And I'm showing that fourth word went forth. It was like an explosion. The point is this: before He said, "Let there be light," He said, "Let there be you." The only thing that I'm saying is that all we have to do is to continue and endure in him. He is not going to put you through something and not give you the ability to go through it. That's why I said that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You see, when we go through certain things, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. See, I realize that in my walk, as I'm going through my battles, if I did not have God, I would not have peace through my trials and my tribulations. I would not have peace through the things that I have been going through. But I've noticed that through my walk with God, I've had a peace that surpassed all understanding that no matter what I go through, I don't care what it is, I don't care how it looks like, what it feels like. The devil will try to tell you, he will try to throw your circumstances at you and get you to look at the problem rather, rather than the solution, to get you to look at the problem rather than the problem solver. But the ending has already been declared from the beginning. He's already chosen you in him. So right now, all I'm saying is this. We are living in a time where we have to stay so, so strong. And I've been feeling this in church. I've been feeling this, you know, everywhere I go. I mean, we are – the Bible talks about the sixth six trumpet. It says that the sixth trumpet will release a 200-million-man army. This is in your Bible. Read, read in the book of Revelation, I think it's chapter 9 or 8 or whatever, it says there's going to be a 200 million army that's going to kill off a third of mankind. If that were to happen today, 2.3 billion people will die. 2.3 billion. World War II killed 50 million people. Think about that. That will be more people dead than any other war from the beginning of time. Either we are getting ready to be taken up or we're getting ready for the biggest revival that this world has ever known. So all I'm trying to stir in, in, in our spirits right now it is to do his work, to do his will. He will do the work through you. All we got to do is just focus on him and just ask him to use us. He will use you. He used the donkey. The point is this. He can use anybody. If he can use a donkey, he can use you, he can use me, he can use anybody. But we are living in a time now where things are about to start getting bad. I believe that every scripture in that Bible, every prophecy is going to take place. If it's in there, it's going to happen. This is not a denomination thing. This is not a, you know, a, a different, you know, this is not a Presbyterian or Methodist or Pentecostal or whatever thing. This is a word of God thing. If you see there's certain scriptures in the Bible that a lot of denominations don't believe, and I'm not really about denominations, although I do go to a Pentecostal church. I'm about the word of God because if you were on a private island by yourself and there was no other influence in your life to be able to tell you what that word of God said, what kind of conclusion would you get from that Bible reading it by your own? Would you believe, as the Bible says in John chapter 3, that unless a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God? You see, it's not about a denomination. It's about what does the word of God say. If we truly love God, then we're going to want to be obedient to what it is that he has told us to do. It's about a relationship. It's the same thing with a husband and a wife. The more that you get to know somebody, the more that you get to know your wife, the, more that you, the longer that you're with her, the more that you grow in intimacy with that person. Because you can't trust somebody that you don't know. If I were to walk up to your house and knock on you right now and you never met me and say, hey, can I come and stay with you and stay at your house? You tell me no because you don't know me. You'd say, I've never knew, I don't know you. 
that Jesus even said it. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. He said, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied your name, cast out demons your name, done many wonders your name. He said, I will declare to them I never knew you. Knew does mean no, but it's also a Hebrew idiom that describes the form of intimacy. He said, I never knew you. We're supposed to have an intimate relationship with him. We are living in a time right now where if we don't have a true relationship with him, if our feet are not planted on that foundation, we will be shaken. No other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, his work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. If your house is not built upon that foundation, your house will fall. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just trying to tell you what the Word of God says. That's it. I love everybody's on this line. I don't know who you are, but all I'm saying, it's not about me. It's not about what anybody else is saying. It's about what, the, what, is God, what does the Word say. I mean, if we believe the Word, we've got to believe all of it, right? We have to be able to understand. You see, Scripture backs up Scripture. It's not like I'm just pulling one Scripture that says that we have to build our house on that foundation. I mean, Jesus said it. said, therefore, he who hears these things of mine and does them. He said, behold, I lie lay in Zion, a tried stone, a sure foundation. I mean, he called himself the rock. It says that he was that spiritual rock that followed the children of Israel in Egypt. We have to build our, our, our foundation on that rock. The only way that our foundation is going to be strong is if we build our foundation on him. We have to have a revelation of who he is. We have to have an intimate relationship with him. That's why he told Simon, Simon Barjona, he said, who do people say that I, the son of man, am? He said, some say you're Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. And some say one of the prophets. He said, forget about what everybody else is saying. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? He said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Other people didn't reveal this to you. This wasn't what everybody else was saying. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He said, no longer do I call you Simon Barjona, but Simon Peter. Peter means rock. He said, but I call you Simon Peter, for on this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What is that rock? It's, that, it's the rock of the revelation of who he is. We have to have a firm revelation. We've got to be ready. I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but we have to be ready to die for our faith. I just say that's, that's the way that I believe. I believe that, I mean, if somebody put a gun to my head right now and said, denounce your faith in Jesus Christ, I'm going to say I'm sorry about it. If I don't have him, I have no hope. No other man has ever been able to say, I am, what other man that walked this planet has ever been able to say, I am the resurrection and I am the life? He who believes in me, though he will die, he will live. There's not another man on this planet that has ever been able to say that. No man on this planet has ever been able to say, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said, Jesus said except you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. No man that's ever walked the face of this planet has ever been able to make that type of statement. Not only that, no man that's ever walked on this planet has ever been able to live this life without sinning. A lot of prophets in the Old Testament did miracles and signs and wonders, and so did Jesus. But one thing a man can't do, because the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, there's only one thing that a man, a man could not do, and that's live this life without sinning. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. The Bible says God has manifested. It says great is the mystery of godliness. God manifested himself in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and received up in the glory. That's God in the flesh. He is the only hope. So the point is, is building, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm about done here, but the point is this, 
is building our foundation on him, building our foundation on the rock that's unmovable. We have to have a firm revelation of who he is. We have to know who he is. Be in your Bible. Stay in your Bible. Stay in prayer. Stay in fellowship with him. Prayer is just communication. You can talk to him when you're walking down the street, when you're in the shower, you're using the restroom, or when you're at your job. It doesn't matter. You can talk to him wherever you're at. Prayer is communication. And prayer and communication is never one way. Chris, if I were to continue to talk to you and talk and talk and talk, you'd never talk back to me. We're not having a conversation. I'm just overloading you. I'm just I'm taking over the conversation. See, prayer is communication. Communication goes both ways. The same as you talk to him, he wants to talk back to you. He said, my sheep know my voice. They will by no means follow the voice of a stranger. If you feel like what I'm saying is, if what I'm saying is right, if, what, if God is truly speaking through me, you will feel it. That's the, whole, the same thing with you, Chris, when you're you know, preaching here. Anybody else that comes on here that's preaching, whatever you're doing, just make sure that, you, that God is using you, that you're allowing him to do it. Not my will, but thy will be done. I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to pray real Amen. quick. Lord Jesus, I'm thankful for everything that you've done in our lives. I just want to thank you for everything that you've done, everything you're doing, and everything that you're going to continue to do in our lives. Lord Jesus, you are worthy of all the glory, not some of it, not a portion or percentage, but all the glory. All the honor and all the praise. There is none like you. There was none before you. There will be none after you. You're the Alpha and Omega, the first, last, the beginning, and the ending. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everybody that's on this line. I pray for them right now, and I just I speak to you. I just I ask you, Lord, that you bless them, Lord Jesus. That you just if they're hearing right now, if they are hearing my voice, I just pray and ask that you just bless them and you touch their lives. I pray that you touch Chris. I pray that you touch Israel. I pray that you just continue to move in their lives. Everybody, Lord, that is hearing my voice right now, I just thank you for them, and I ask that you just touch their hearts and you just give them a fervent desire for you that they may be able to finish the race and finish it well. Lord Jesus, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Man, Chris, I Amen. thank you for the opportunity. And, man, everybody that's, you know, here, man, just endure. That's it. It's, it's all about endurance. It's not about how you start the race. It's about how we finish it. Are we going to finish well? Some people start off good and finish bad, you know, and that's what Amen. it's all about. It's a day-in-day day thing. You know, it's not finishing. It's not It's not starting good. It's finishing good. It's starting and finishing, you know. So, man, it's, it's you know, it's it's about just enduring. That's it. You know, so that's all that's that's awesome. I really wanted to. Man, we're blessed. We're blessed. I'll tell you what, uh, my brother Paul was, was going back and forth. Uh, Paul, I just want to introduce yes, you to sir. my brother Roger. Paul's up in Kansas. Uh, Roger's in Garland. Paul used to hang out in God Garland all the time. His mom lives in Garland. Uh, you guys say hi to each other real quick. We're going to wrap this up in three minutes, but let's just be casual about it. Uh, everybody will be back tomorrow, so no big deal. Hi, Roger. God bless. Uh, we'll connect. We, yeah, that, that, that's fine, man. We can do that through Chris. But, man, like I said, just, you know, I pray that God, you know, moving your life, just just keep enduring no matter what it looks like, man. And uh, I thank you for allowing me to speak to everybody. And, you know, I pray that God continue to use you as well, you know. So the we, we are earthen vessels. You don't believe me? The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So, you know, that's what we are. He just uses us. Amen. You know, so. Yeah, well, God bless you, Paul. Man, it's nice to meet you. Through Chris, I guess I can. I'll talk to you, or he can give you my number, whatever you want to do. Yeah, but, um, it'll all work yeah. out. I, I know one thing: you got me sweating. <laughs> so I got myself. I got myself sweating. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Oh man. 
Yeah, brother, I, I yeah, just want to say this. Good. You know, I get to hear Roger from time to time preach to me on the phone, but this is the first time he kind of let loose to to an audience over, you know, over the radio show. But there was uh, anointing and some fire coming down over here, and that word was right on. And I know uh, I was getting some amens in the chat room, so I know we got a lot of people that appreciate what you had to say tonight, Roger. And uh, you are always welcome back to, to jump on this platform with us. I want you and Paul to get to know each other a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, the, the the good thing about the kingdom of God, bro, is it's global. So we can have brothers and sisters all over the world and get to know each other and, and pray for each other yeah. and encourage each other. So, you know, um, God hey, bless you tonight. Hey, and, hey Paul, we've, we've got a minute, man. I want you to, to wrap us up the last few minutes and pray us out. And uh, then tomorrow night, man, I want you to bring a word. If you got, you know, if you want to, I want you to bring a word tomorrow, Paul. Um, I know we kind of went, all of us sort of rotated around, and we didn't get to hear what the Lord wanted to say to you. But go for it for a few, and uh, close yeah. us out. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the platform. Yeah. Lord God, we thank you for the men and the women that have sowed their yeah. seed into this ministry, Heavenly Father, through their yeah. words of wisdom, with their words of knowledge, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we lift Roger up to you, Lord God. We pray, Heavenly Father, through him, Heavenly Father, through his kingdom soil, Heavenly Father, that you'll raise up a prophetic generation in his family. Father, we just pray that you'll raise up pastors and priests in his family, Heavenly Father, that your word, Heavenly Father, that your heart, that your love will be the driver of his heart, Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we lift up the state of Texas, Heavenly Father, the city of Garland, Heavenly Father, where these two young men live at, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just pray, Heavenly Father, that you pour out your spirit on them, Heavenly Father, that you give them a new emotional makeup, Heavenly Father, a new makeover, Heavenly Father, in the Holy Spirit, Lord God. And Lord God, to you be all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. All the glory. Yes. All the glory. Amen. 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 Well, this is Prayer International Radio. We've had uh, Paul, Papa, Papa Moses from Cameroon. We've had Roger from Garland. Uh, a few people dialed in. Listen, tomorrow night we'll be back at the same time, same place, from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, if you need to get in touch with us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Also, you can check out the website at www.prayerinternational.org. Have a blessed night. And again, we just want to thank everybody on the platform. God bless you guys. And I'm going to close out. I'm going to roll some some music. So, blessings. Your feet is where